Welcome to the Wealthy Money Property Podcast, your ultimate resource to unlocking your inner property guru and building a property investment portfolio. Now, introducing your host for the show. Hey, property magicians, welcome to episode 84 with Peter Matlala. It's so incredible. Yeah. What an incredible (laughs) episode. So my name is Vangile Makwakwa. Find me on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter under that name. Um, With me is my co-host, Mizo. And what I do is I help women of color heal ancestral money trauma so that they can fall in love with their bank accounts, increase income, and live their best lives. And with me is my incredible co-host. Hey, property magician. I am Dr. Miranda, Prop Doc Mom. I'm Prop Doc Mom, my Facebook page, Prop Doc Mom. And I am Dr. Miranda underscore Prop Doc Mom on Twitter and Instagram. And what I do is I'm a property mentor for beginner property investors. And I help you come from curiosity and fear, most importantly, from fear of property investing to actually seeing the possibility of building a portfolio. Welcome back, Vangile. I missed you the last episode. And um, I was totally flustered, even though I see that it turned out quite fine. So thank you for coming back to, to our lounge. Gosh. Thank you I really, really Absolutely. You know, I feel no, like this, this is the beauty of having a co-host is that like we're able to work with each other's schedules because you know life happens you know and it does Mm. it really really does so guys just to give you a brief update my family Mm -hmm. has been going through a lot in june we lost my uh, dad's two older siblings within hours of um, my aunt and my uncle um so they were the eldest in the family. So my dad and his siblings had two siblings gone within hours. And then a week later, my later. dad was called at gunpoint at his pharmacy. So yeah. it's a very yeah. hectic situation. I mean, then there's other little family things that are going on in the background that are basically situations that are external but imposed on the family so we're feeling better now I think that I'm feeling better I don't know about my parents they were very happy to have us last Thursday so (laughs) Misa was was even sleeping on the couch and they were like both of them my stepmom and my dad were just sitting there watching over me and my sister was in the bedroom sleeping because we had to wake up early to go be with them. So go to be with them. Yeah. And that's and that that is the heaviness that goes with 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 leaving, right? But mm-hmm. when we are able to still bring you this podcast, it's such mm-hmm. a blessing. And just having the systems to to yeah. enable us to bring this podcast because it's important to us. One, our consistency is important to us and we have had listeners who have told us that they've got an appointment with this podcast so we just never want to drop the ball so thank you for bearing with us and i am so glad you are feeling better vanille it doesn't take away the loss so today guys we bring you peter 
he is such a gift. He is a natural teacher. He's an optometrist, real estate um, agent, and a property investor. He is anecdotal. He is fun and funny. And I like how he shares his mistakes so openly. He just puts it out there. It's, it's incredible. And he made me realize how important our podcast is for brown people. Yeah. It did for me as well. So who, what do we say about this podcast? Just to give you guys a little um, insight. It's yes. just, Peter shares all the insights of buying a property under his name and then moving to a company. Some of the challenges he had, how he yeah. had to pay. And I think for the first time ever on the show, like being told the difference between why you need a bank consultant versus yeah. a mortgage originator and why bank consultants are so important. You've heard Mizo and I sometimes go ham on the banks, right? <laughs> but today we got a whole different perspective, which was beautiful. 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 Yeah. yeah. So come and learn with us. We, we were taught a lot. We laughed a lot. <laughs> but mm-hmm. it, it, I think it's, the, it's just one of those educative. It went on forever. But bear with it. You are going to learn. So shall we do this? Yes, let us do this. Okay, let's move on to the show, guys. So thank you for joining us, Peter. Can you please um, tell us about yourself? How are you doing? <laughs> Hi, Vanille. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I'm, I'm well. I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm very happy to be here. And uh, thank you for extending your invite to, to me to come into your podcast. I, I really, really appreciate it. Uh, I'm, I'm super cool. And uh, how are you doing, team members? <laughs> We're very good. We're very good. We are excited to have you. Do you want to tell us a little about yourself and your background and how you end up at a property podcast? Oh, my, my story is a very simple one. Uh, it just has, mm-hmm. you know, its own highs and lows, you know, until where I am. I basically grew up in a, a big village in, in, yeah. in uh, Mpumalanga, that, that's Bushback Ridge. And, and many okay. times when I say to people, it's a big village, they wonder what I'm talking about. <laughs> because it's, a, it's really a village that has uh, 10 sub-villages, and, uh, but the town is very small. <laughs> so, so it's a very, 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 very um, uh, disadvantaged village. Uh, but that's where I grew up. I spent the first 18 years of my life there. Okay. Um, I attended my primary school, my high school there. And then when I was 18, that's when I went to varsity to, to do optometry. Okay. And I did it for four years. Uh, immediately when completing it, then the university uh, requested me to actually uh, lecture, okay. uh, which I took the opportunity at the time. Uh, that, that would be in 2005, starting to mm. lecture in 2006. Mm-hmm. So then, what were you lecturing in? Sorry. Sorry. What did you lecture in? Uh, I was doing optometry. I was lecturing optometry, basically. Wow. Yeah. Mm. So that was 2016, 2017, 
2018, mid-2018, I thought, you know what, I need to go <laughs> to get out of this place. Let me go and actually see what other people are seeing, you know, out there. So I went to Deben and joined this other international organization. Its head office is in Sydney, but the Africa yeah. office was in Deben. Uh, that's where I, you know, did a lot of, you know, uh, checking of patients, but also training nurses on how to diagnose eye care-related staff. And okay. I moved on uh, to Cape Town in 2010. Mm-hmm. Uh, my stay in Cape Town was very short. I think it was around three months or so. And then moved to East London. East London, I spent around five years. It was also, uh, I was joining another international organization that is also based in Sydney, uh, but has its office, uh, South African office based in East London. So I spent four years, uh, that is 20, uh, uh, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Then from then I moved to Johannesburg. And this whole time you are doing optometry. I'm doing optometry. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's when then I moved into 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 Joburg. I decided to start my own practices and run like that. But my oh. journey, my property journey basically started in 2010 mm-hmm. in terms of buying my first property. But Wait, um, I was buying Sorry, property. just hold on a second. So when you were buying property... Yeah. Did you know that you are investing or why were you buying a roof over your head? Um, it, it was for investing. Uh, uh, when I left the university in 2008, um, mm-hmm. I, 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 I had saved a little bit of money, uh, which I thought uh, you know, it would make, make sense for me to invest into something. Okay. But I did not know where specifically to invest the money into. So I went right. into a bookshop, uh-huh. uh, got into a bookshop, and I looked for a book. Uh-huh. I then saw this book called uh, Rich Dad's Guide to Investing by Robert Kiyosaki. It, the subtitle oh. was the one that caught my attention. It says, what the rich invest in that the poor and the middle class do not. Thought, oh my gosh, yeah. You know, I'm at this time where I, I went to invest and I don't know what to invest in. I'm in this bookshop and I'm looking for a book and the right. book is saying to me, this is a guide to investing, but it, you're investing in what the rich invest in that the poor and the middle class do not invest in. I, do not I invest in the book. So I bought the book and I read it. Uh, it was amazing. Uh, it made me want to buy any book that Robert Kiyosaki has written. Now, oh, that was his third book. That was his third book. It so was, went, it was. Yeah, and I, I, and I went and I looked for uh, his first book, which was Rich Dead, Poor Dead. Dead, Poor Dead. I looked for the second one, Cash Flow Quadrant. And then each time, you know, he wrote, you know, I just went to the bookshop and I bought, you know, Increasing Financial IQ. I bought Retire Rich, Retire Young. I bought The Prophet. I, I just bought anything that he writes. <laughs> so have you bought fake? Uh, not yet, uh, and and there's a reason why I've not I've not bought it. Yeah, I think I'm not mentally prepared to 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 study cryptocurrency at the moment. Um, okay. So I thought let me let me leave it for now, but I'm going to be buying it together Wait, with the one that he wrote. Say it again. A fake. He's got a new book called Fake that came out in 2019. And he ah. talks about the fake economies that have been created and lots about why cryptocurrency is going to take over the world. 
So correct. Uh, oh, so I saw that, I, and I, I, I'm putting it down, guys. Yeah, I, you I must. I'm in love with crypto. Actually, it took me a while to get to love crypto. But um, when I lived in Thailand, in Chiang Mai, there were a lot of meetups around cryptocurrency yeah. and um, a lot of talks around blockchain and I would attend. And I started to see and understand a lot more of what cryptocurrency really is. So, yeah, so I've like, started to love cryptocurrency. So putting it on fake by, by Robert Kiyosaki, I'm yeah. like, it's a hard read. It's a hard read. It's a big book. I I I I trudged through it, but it's 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 good. And he he writes very angrily, which is mm. not a positive way that he normally writes. He's he mm. was in a bad place, I think, when he writes. So it's hard to read, but it's very educated. I love yeah, it. I love it. So you didn't just plunge in, Peter. That's what I'm hearing. <clears throat> Can you hear me? I can hear you now. I was saying he recently released another one that says who stole my pension. So yeah. <laughs> uh, when I'm ready, when I'm ready for, for these two, I'm going to quickly buy them. And I think in my library, it may be the two or three that, that I've not basically read from him. So okay. I'm going to read them. Uh, is, uh, like I said, with the fake one, I, I learned that he's talking cryptocurrency a lot. I said, no, let me, let me wait a little bit. When I'm ready to tackle this topic, I'm going to quickly buy it and then go through it and see what's, what's going on. But, but yeah, that's the man that influenced me. So in 2010, when I was buying the property, yeah. uh, it was as a result of wanting to experiment what he was talking about. Talking about, wow. So I said, mm. no, let me buy and then learn. Mm -hmm. uh, in practice, learn by doing make you know the necessary mistakes and improve you know as i go on that that was that yeah. was the whole that was the whole idea basically so that's when okay. my, my okay. journey started yeah did you have a strategy in place or you just knew that oh property is a good investment place did you know that you had a strategy or you were like robert kiyosaki says therefore <laughs> No, I, so I had no strategy. I had, <laughs> I did not know there was a need for strategy at that time. <laughs> you know, the, the only thing I, 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 I guess I knew was yeah. was 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 one of the things that stood out from his his is one of his books when he was talking about. He said, "Investing is a plan. Um, mm -hmm. If you have a plan and then you and you stick to it." then, you know, becoming rich is going to be automatic for you. Okay. So, but I did not have a strategy in terms of how these things are really going to, you know, pan out. The, by the time I got the strategy, I was already consuming books by Jason Lee. Because at a particular time, I started wondering who, who which author in the country is writing about property. And mm. then I went to the bookshops also and then started looking for an author that is writing South African, written South African author or writing yeah. about Africa in particular. So yeah. a book by Jason Lee stood out for me. It was saying investing in property in South Africa or making yeah. money from property in South Africa. I yeah. consumed that book. And after consuming that, I went and bought all the books by Jason Lee. <laughs> 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 me i like i like the term guys i like the term of consume he doesn't <laughs> he eats them up he consumes 
I'm telling you, then you don't do just one. So no, I don't do one. I buy, I buy. You know, when you impress me, I, yeah. I, I, I just do everything that you are saying. You know, uh, maybe need to be tested. Now I, I take it and and I, I think you wrote four books, and I bought yeah. all four of them, and I read all four of them, and. Uh, and for me, it was very insightful and interesting. And 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 sometimes, it, I guess, there's that moment in you that that says, focus, focus on this person, or focus on this aspect, mm. focus on this topic. And that's what I was basically doing when I was reading from it. And it was very interesting to learn how he understands the property market and the strategies he's proposing. And that's when I came up with my own strategy now. <laughs> Oh, wow. Okay. Tell us. So you in 2010 you buy your first property. How do you get to the second property? Uh, fortunately, it's it's very interesting. That, that's why I'm saying my story is some somehow. Hey, I bought the second property three months after buying the first one. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, in 2010 also. So 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 it it was it was it was crazy. So Ronari Pizika World Cup we now record the property. That's the thing. <laughs> I'm also participating and I'm also attending in the stadium, but but I'm also buying <laughs> you know, properties. It was just it was just crazy how I was approaching the state. So I went and looked for this property, made an offer on it. While it was busy going for registration, I, I went and looked for another one and then made an offer on the second one. So the the, the interesting part about the second property was the fact that it was a foreclosure property. So the bank was taking it from the, the owner. And okay. the, I thought this is an opportunity, you know? Uh, because it was about uh, uh, 600,000. And uh -huh. I thought, my goodness, let me- What let me, sort let of a property, 600,000? What sort of property is it was It was a two bedroom, uh, one bath apartment, uh, apartment yeah, mm -hmm. in a sectional title, in okay. a complex. Okay. And I thought, my goodness, let, let me just buy this property and see how far it can go. And but, uh, sorry, Peter, when yeah. you say six hundred thousand, two bedrooms, everyone thinks, yeah, Mara, that's the normal price. It was six hundred thousand in what area? Why 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 did it? What made it so attractive? Six hundred thousand to go run back, for instance, is normal price. Yeah, yeah. So the. The area is broken fair. Oh. The the people are asking for a six hundred thousand, uh, you know, for me to to take the property. Mm -hmm. And then I thought, you know what? Let me give them four hundred thousand because it's on foreclosure, okay. and see if they are going to accept it. Mm. And of course, they accepted it because the bank was just interested in getting their money out of the uh, property and get okay. out. So, so for me, it was a good buy because at the time of it being registered in my name, I already had 200,000 uh, equity in the property. That, that's why then, you know, it was very interesting for me to, to just buy it. And said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to go for it, you know. But, but of course, I had my own okay. doubts and my own fears. Hey? Yeah. Because at that time, I told you, it's just within three months of making an offer on one, and that property has not yet registered. Registered. Um, oh, my gosh. Yeah. In my mind, I'm thinking, am I making the right decision? Yeah. Uh, uh, what is the bank going to say? Uh, yeah. Will they give me, you know, the, the funding? Another loan. That, you, know, yeah, you know, because now I've just made a loan on the other one. 
And, yeah. and I'm also thinking, what happens in the event that it goes through it bo- both register and I, I, I can't afford to pay for them in the events of default, you know? So those were some of the you know, fears that I'm busy having in my mind. But, but, but while I'm having these fears, there's this excitement that is brewing in my, my system that is saying this rural boy from this village in Pumalanga is now buying two properties and is going to be owning two properties. You, you know the excitement. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. so, so, so those were the mixed emotions that were taking place at that time. Absolutely. And I was just grateful that um, even when those emotions were busy going up and down, uh, uh, the excitement was exceeding the fear. The fear. I see. You know? So, so for me, I think that was that was that was you know what made me feel like I'm still making the right decision at that time. But you know, those questions will continue to be there, I guess, as 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 we continue to buy these properties. Yes. Wow. That is incredible. It so, is incredible. <laughs> how did you get the funding? Did the bank fund you? Yeah. So the, the first property, the bank funded me 100%. Yes. Oh, okay. They, it, 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 that property was, was actually being sold for 800, uh, $485. Mm-hmm. And I decided to buy it for 400 also. Mm-hmm. So. So uh, the bank gave me the entire 400. I guess they looked at the value and thought, you know what, it's worth it. And okay. then they gave me the entire 100%. But with this one that was going for foreclosure, the bank mm. said, if you are serious, put down 10% and let's see. Okay. Right. Now, remember- Did you have the 10%? I actually did. And the reason okay. why I did is because, remember the, what pushed me to buy the book in 2018 was because I had a lump sum and I wanted to know where to invest it. I so see. That lump sum then was able to assist me to actually put down the 10% of 400, which is pr- practically uh, 40,000 rand. You know what I mean? So yeah. That's what I needed to put down and, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and then maybe take some, some other portion of the, the savings and, and pay the transfer costs and so on and so on. So at mm-hmm. that time, I had that money. And, and, and then maybe I guess that was the lucky part that I, you know, that this, this came, 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 came at that right time. That's amazing. Uh, Mizo, you're muted. I don't know why. I want to ask you another question while you are there. You know, when yeah. you are going through your doubts and your fears and whether they are going to give you this finance or not, did you have another person to... <clears throat> to brainstorm with Peter at that time? Were, were people listening or were we all busy with the World Cup? Or did you have other friends that you could discuss the Jason Lee findings and the Robert Kiyosaki findings with? I, I, I wish I had. Uh, at that time, <laughs> I, I had no person that was right. particularly interested in investing in within my psyche. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the thing, you know, the lonely part. Even when you are trying to share the, the, the findings. Because, because at that time, remember, I'm still even thinking, who's the author in this locality where we are based that I can yeah. actually consume and, and basically learn from? And, and mm-hmm. I have not at that time bought the Jason Lee book. I've not yet seen his book, you know? So, so it, 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 it was just a question of my own personal decisions. 
following, you know, the influence of Robert Kiyosaki to say, you know what, I think investing in property is the right way to do it. And I'm going to try this. I'm going to see if what he's speaking about makes sense and is practical in the current environment and whether it's an American thing, you know, and I will see as I you oh, know, do yes. it, I will see what <laughs> out of it. So that, that was the whole, that's what the whole experiment about, you know. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I really like what you are saying, Peter. I really, really like what you are asking about. Is it even an American thing? Imagine how many of us grew up until you get to your 30s and 29 and whatever. And you think it's only Robert Kiyosaki who knows about this. And mm. we were not taught that language. That's very, mm. This is how this podcast actually came about. Yeah. All the resources that we were finding were not South African. You know, and 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 and, and I'm hoping that uh, uh, we we will get to a point where we realize the importance of us entering the market and becoming the the models that the next generation is going to look up to, and maybe Absolutely. provide platforms and provide you know resources that people can refer to so that they don't start where we have started. You, you know, know. It, it, it was very hard. Uh, uh, it was very hard, although I'm, I'm explaining the story the way I'm, I'm, I'm saying it, uh, laughing, because it's a history. But, but you know, when you are alone and you really don't know whether what you're doing is it's going to you know, bear the fruit you are expecting, it, it's not as funny as I'm, you know, as I'm, I'm, I'm laughing right now. So yeah. I, I'm hoping in the next 10 years, you know, people will have enough resources from the many of us, from the many of you, Evangile, uh, Dr. Miranda, you know, referring to some of these podcasts as a guide for them to actually enter into this property market and make a difference. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Peter, I wanted to know, how uh, so how were the first two properties cash flowing? So you bought them for yes. this amount, uh, for... Um, 480,000 and then you bought this one for the next one for 600,000 essentially because you did have 200,000 in equity in the property. So how were they flowing? Were they positive cash flowing? Did you make a profit off of them? Yeah, um, both of them were actually, uh, one of them was cash flowing positively, one was not cash flowing positively. Okay. That's that's the first two properties. The yes. one which was cash flowing property was uh, uh, cash flowing property was primarily the one that I bought at a very low price okay. uh, because I bought it for four hundred thousand. You know, the rental at that particular time was about let's say five five thousand or something of five point five. I can't remember exactly how much that was. Any levies? Said again. Levies. Yeah, and then the levies. I think it was around uh, seven hundred rent somewhere there. And, uh, yeah, and 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 it's because uh, the bond was now low because I've put in ten percent into the property, so mm -hmm. so then it made sense for it to cash flow positively. Yeah. But the one that I actually bought for four hundred, which was being sold for for four hundred and eighty-five, did not cash flow positively immediately. I think I had to okay. be paying around five hundred in the beginning. And then, you know, when the rent increases, then, you know, start reducing how much, you know, I need to be contributing towards it. 
And I guess it's the story of many of us that are investing in this yeah. property. That yeah. you know, not all the properties that we buy cash flow immediately. But you know, with time, with experience, we then structure the deals in such a way that these properties are going to cash flow properly from, 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 from the time they register into our own names. But in the beginning, it's not like that. Unless you have a mentor that is going to walk you, you know, through and say, no, don't make this offer, make this other offer. Or this does not make yeah. sense. This makes sense. I, I, I guess you, 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 you know what yeah. I'm talking. About. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Peter, at this time, so you are buying property one. Three months later, property two. Are they both registered as Peter Musala? Hundred percent. So <laughs> the two properties. <laughs> so you are missed the <laughs> But what what at that time I don't I don't even understand whether there's a need for me to register property in a, a different name. Remember? Yeah. I'm just excited by yeah. the way that I'm buying a property. <laughs> we are laughing you... about it, guys, but this is very serious and this is this is what is so important about getting yeah. into property investing. So you are excited, you've read books. Still, you buy two properties in your own name. Okay. Mm. And, and I, have, I, I, don't, I don't even know if I actually needed to buy in the name of, the, uh, of a business. Because at that time, I don't even, I'm not 100% sure that this is going to run as a business. So that's, that's the thing. I'm not, I, I, I don't even see a need to inquire or to research whether... You know, there's a difference between buying in my own name, buying in the company name, buying in the buying. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so it has not occurred to me in my mind that I actually can decide to do so. You know, yeah. and, and then I buy in my name. But but later on, of course, you know, as you continue to learn, you then learn that you know you can actually buy these things in the name of the property, yeah. and then you are also a, 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 in the name of a company. And you were excited. And then I thought, okay, if this is an option, let me go and speak to a conveyancer mm-hmm. and actually get the options or get the understanding or the yeah. implications of me buying properties in the name of a company. Mm. So I go into the office of a conveyancer and yeah. I say, you know what? I do have two properties this time. And I'm yeah. very passionate about buying these properties and going forward. And... Uh, I have learned that, you know, it, it looks very advantageous to actually, you know, put them in the name of a company, you know, because of, you know, exposure to creditors and so on and so on, and the advantage of, you know, running a company and so on. And I'm saying, but, but is it making sense? Is it financially viable? That, does it make sense? And the conveyance says, says to me, you know what, for, for, for us, I don't, we don't think that there's too much of a difference. And as a matter of fact, if you move the property from your name into the company, you're going to be, you have to pay the transfer costs again, which then makes this, this, this deal more expensive to you as a person who's moving these things in the property. But, but it would make sense if you run a company, a property company that is, uh, you know, dealing with, with properties and so on and so on. Maybe what you can do buy the next property in the name of a, a company and then keep oh, going. I okay. Interesting. I, I really appreciate that. I think you've got a point. Okay. And then I, I, I go 
And I go, I go, I go in the next property. I say, no, you know what? I want to buy using a, 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 the name of, a, of a company. Yeah. I have to submit these things and uh, speak to the mortgage originator. The mortgage originator says, you want to buy in the name of the company. What? What? How is the balance sheet of this company? Now, remember, remember, <laughs> this village boy does not have assets in the name of a company. Because, yeah. Because it's a mere employee that, that is owning two properties that are cash flowing on a monthly basis. You know, but does not have a company that, that has a strong balance sheet, you know, that the bank can look at the financials and, and so on and so on and, and, and buy. Let me stop you there, Peter. Sorry. Yeah. Let me just stop you there. So at the time, you've already started running your optometry business, isn't it? Correct. That's 2015 now. So you've got... And how many yeah, companies? you've how got... Many you've got the... No, I'm talking about the optometry business. So you've got yeah, the optometry business. How many properties has got? Because we've True. like gone. Okay. So yeah. after the second property is when you decided you want to buy in the name of the, the company. Third. Mm. Okay. Awesome. So, yeah. so now I'm deciding between 2010, 2015, I'm experimenting. Yes. With the two properties. Yes to understand what's going on, whether this is real or this is not real. Okay. Um, the excitement is continuing to grow up. Okay. Um, I'm learning a lot about, you know, whether I need to use a company, personal a name, a trust, and so on. I visited the conveyancer, mm -hmm. and I'm getting a sense that, you know Got what, that. you can't do mm -hmm. so, but you, there's nothing, you know, super, uh, you know, in terms of leaving it in your name or moving it into a property, except that it will cost you a lot of money to move it into the company. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now I'm going to be buying property number three. And okay. then I'm this very, time... sorry to just keep backtracking. I'm very interested because you're, uh, you're experimenting in those five years. What is it that then con uh, convinces you that property is this thing for you? That Such makes you want, because you're experimenting for five years. So I'm really fascinated. What then catapults you to say, I'm going to do this seriously and make this work? Now, in yeah. the five years, in the five years, number one, I'm learning that um, property makes money. Oh, okay. Uh, How do you learn that? <laughs> because every month I'm collecting money. You know, I'm, I'm working and I had thought I will need to be paying from my you know, salary to cover various stuff and so on. And, and I'm realizing that, no, I'm actually paying through the rental. No. You know, mm -hmm. I'm paying all these things through the rentals that are basically coming from these properties. Mm -hmm. And you can imagine if you are already collecting extra 8,000 rent from these properties and they are covering you know, the necessary stuff and so on, uh, a portion of the, uh, 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 the, 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 the profit from one property covers the shortfall on another. Uh, ideally, it means you, you have properties that are in your name, but you're not paying anything for them. You're not That's awesome. Th then yeah. I'm thinking, this is wonderful. This is, this is crazy. And, mm -hmm. and, and remember, I realized <laughs> that the property that was, was I bought for 400000 which was actually marketed for six hundred. It's now around 650 at the time. 
Ah, and, and I'm thinking, that's amazing. Oh, goodness, that, that's another interesting aspect in it. The one yeah. that I bought for 400, it's already around 500 or 520 and so on and so on. So there's a, a appreciation of the property on one hand. There's a collection of the cash flow on one hand. And all of Absolutely. them are actually growing hand in hand. And I'm thinking, this is wonderful. You know, I, I, yeah. I really, I really am finding this to be the way in which I will is spending most of my savings in property, and therefore I'm going to be buying the next one. Yeah, so I think some people to get into property right there. Eh? Yeah, <laughs> but that's the thing. So that's such a good question then, because some people, yeah, so at least you were collecting some money. So the excitement actually, yeah, came from somewhere and you were calculating how much you are making. Right. 100%. That's that's exactly. where the real thing, you know, was for me. And mm. and and I started realizing, remember I had a question, am I making the right decision? Yeah. I started thinking, oh, I've done the right decision actually, you know. Yeah. <laughs> because this is what's going on. My fears about whether tenants can pay and cannot pay were offset by the fact that when, when I started, you know, uh, uh, owning these properties, I, I went to a rental agency and I yeah. said to them, please get me good tenants that yeah. are going to be able to actually pay for the rental. You place them in the units, but I will manage them going forward. Because I also wanted an experience of how this management thing, you know, goes about. You know, when yeah. you say are going to call you and say there are issues and so on and so on. You, you know, right. it, it was a complete yeah. experience in terms of experiencing. How does it feel to manage my own? The risk I, I did not take was the risk of finding tenants for myself and yourself. putting them in there. Because I couldn't know whether they are good tenants. You know, I can't do credit checks. I can't do affordability checks. I can't, you know, get a TPN report that tells me whether they are, you know, good tenants or not. You know, so I can't take that risk. I am in going to a managing company. I'm saying to them, handle this part of finding a rental uh, 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 tenant. Put them in there. When you have put them in there, tell me I'm the landlord. If there is any issue they want to talk or they want to discuss, they are going to speak to me. Then Absolutely. I pay the, the agency's placement fee. That, that, that's yeah. all that I was doing in, in, in those five years. Exactly. Yeah. So that's that's just that's such an important mm. thing. So there you are in these five years, exactly mm. to stretch Ben's, um, Ben's question. So you are collecting rent. Now you have experience with property management. In that four years, did they ever wait you to come and fix a blocked toilet? Uh, they, no, they actually called me, I think, once or twice uh, because they needed, I mean, a tile was, was getting up or something. And then the stove was was not you know functioning. Uh, okay. And, and when they called, you know that's right. the beauty of property investing. When they called, I yeah. said to them, "I'm going to arrange somebody to come, a contractor to come and look at it, and right. then sort it out." That's it. And then I I Google a contractor. I just Google a contractor in that area, and then I call the contractor and say, "You know what? I'm the owner of this property in this area. Kindly go there and actually look at this. They're saying the stove is not functioning." And then let's check if it, what's the issue and then sort it out. And then I give them the contacts of the tenants. They quickly go in there. They check. They come back to me and they say, okay, this is what we have checked as the problem. And then this is the report. These are the suggestions that we have. 
advise us if we need to replace what what or advise us if we need to leave it like that or refix or whatever or lift and put it and i thought ah oh, you know what <laughs> interesting you know everybody is doing this thing <laughs> now i'm busy with my work you know? so so that's another interesting it sounds so enticing to be in property right now i'm listening to you and i'm like yeah if i wasn't i would be jumping in <laughs> <laughs> and that's that, that that's the beauty of it and 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 I'm said I'm I'm sharing my experience that that's yeah. experience has been and okay. and and you know sometimes we have fears and thinking you know what if these tenants don't pay and all those things personally uh I have never had in those two properties since 2010 I've never had a default wow in those yeah I've had tenants coming in and moving out but I've never had a default in those two properties So do I think you know it's possible to have defaults of course I think so am I prepared mentally to ab- absorb a default yes for a month or two I can absorb that but maybe if it goes for 3 months 4 months without a tenant it, it wouldn't be something that I would be excited to do but maybe it's a duty of every property investor to make that room you know in our own budgets you know to say at least there may be a default of one it may happen in year one it may happen in year two or at the time when one person is moving out and there's no one coming in and so on and so on. it may always happen but but we just need to understand that those things are possible and the good part is that there's also a mitigating effect you can always mitigate for that risk you know yeah 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 so wow. that's such an important thing to bring up because some people fear totally entry into property investment and the first thing they start with is you what about the tenants and i'm like you know yeah. some of us have been here mina i've never seen a rogue tenant what are you talking about and we start with the fear we start with only the negative they haven't asked you about enjoying the rental they've they yeah. have asked you about enjoying the leverage that is inside of those units mm-hmm. and you know that's that's oh, yeah. that's so hard and when you think about it peter you've lived in east london you've lived in devon you've lived in cape in 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 cape town did you not rent other people's places of course i did did you trash it because i'm i'm moving i mean i'm moving up and down but <laughs> did know, you trash I need to rent did you trash you know, the properties sorry again Did you trash the properties? Did you did you mess up with no, their equipment? No, 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 never, 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 never. But never. this is my thing. So when you think about yourself as a tenant, that I am a good tenant, you already must think there is possibility of a tenant like myself. I like clean places. I I sterilize where I live, so I don't I don't like dirty surfaces. So I don't see how. everybody in the world can be such a bad tenant yeah. you know what and that's Anyhow. the truth about it yeah yeah that's so powerful so sorry peter yeah. i cut your um answer short but i think that what we just covered here has helped yeah. so many people uh please can you walk us back to the third property and yes. why you are now buying under the business because I was trying sorry I was asking for myself because I was like wait like why did such a long time period lapse and what were you doing how did you decide that this is the thing now so in yeah. 2015 you're doing this you go you realize you don't have a balance sheet <laughs> yeah 
So I realized, you know what, I really don't have a, a balance sheet. Eh? And, and, and I don't have a balance sheet. Um, then the banks can't look at me or look at my company because it's just yes. an empty share. Yes. So they said to me, no, 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 if without a bet, you can't. You want to buy the third property, but you can't buy it in the name of a, you can't buy it in the name of a company because this thing doesn't exist. Mm. And in my mind, I do understand that I don't want my uh, private practice to be the one buying this 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 a property. Uh, this property. Mm. I want to separate my private uh, uh, practice from from this property uh, business company, which mm-hmm. I see as a business. And so mm-hmm. I said, no, no, you know what? In that case, that's fine. Then I need to come up with a way. Now, at that time, now I'm married. Eh? Uh, yeah. I, I, then I discussed with my wife. I said, no, no, let's, let's look at it. How are you going to do it? We agree. We will buy the next property in uh, 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 her name. Okay. okay. And then we, we decide, okay, let's do it. So we buy it in her name. We rent it out. <laughs> Still. Uh-huh. And, and, and the idea this time is that we are going to keep buying these properties in our name until we get to a point where we can take out the equity from these properties and buy another property for cash. And then, because it's going the to be a deal, then we can do it in a company name. Ah, okay. Let me ask something else, though, Peter. Good. This information that you do not have a balance sheet, therefore you can't necessarily buy this this property in the company's name. You get it from a bond originator. Did you talk to an accountant? Who's giving you this information that you are believing totally? And you're right. And you're very right. I I got it from a bond originator. Because the (laughs) bond originator is the one that is going to make application to the bank on my behalf. Mm. And and, and then he says to me, you know what? Uh, This is what the bank is looking for. The bank is asking you to provide us with your uh, financial statement, audited financial statement. Where do you get an audited financial statement when you are not running a business in that in that in that company? Mm-hmm. I can't. Uh, saying to me, okay, uh, they want to sh- see the cash flow projections for the next twelve months. Ah, guys, of this company. Well, I'm going to get it because this company is just an empty share. So, practically speaking, if I was going to be buying these things cash. It, it wouldn't be an issue because, you know, I'm presenting a new company and I'm buying it with the cash and therefore we are moving forward. But if I'm looking for the bank to actually fund it, then the bank is looking for those things as security. And he says to me, um, uh, the banks, uh, uh, because they're looking for these things, therefore can't fund, fund you. And I said, oh, okay, I, I think it really, you know, <laughs> makes sense. But I never took it upon myself to actually go to an accountant and say, is this valid? Is this real? And so on and so I know. on. <laughs> yeah. I know. I just thought, you know what? This person is doing this thing on a daily basis. And therefore, this must be true. Uh, you know? <laughs> and then that's when I switched into understanding that if I am to actually uh, move you know, our property investing from individual property investing to a company, then 
I must allow these properties to actually continue to grow in value or appreciate in value so that I can take out equity from these properties and then buy uh, you know, the next property cash using the equities. Or if I'm able to get money, you know, others are getting money to buy jeeps. They get millions to buy jeeps. If I was to, able to be able to get money also, maybe I can get you know, the money, then buy property cash as a start. And yeah. then that is going to then form part of my balance sheet or balance sheet of the company. <clears throat> then we can approach banks, you know, for funding going forward and so on and so on. Mm. I am quiet because I'm, I get distressed when I hear this. And I get distressed for beginner property investors because that's exactly what keeps us stuck, isn't it? And mm. how many people? will be stuck and say, that means Mina, I'll never buy a property or an empty shell of a propco can't ever buy a property. Mm. When like, you know, the, the, the misinformation and where we find information is so critical, right? It is so critical. It's discouraging and it's, it distresses me that, that there are people who will speak that. And because they are in touch with the banks, we already pay Sabama Bank, right? Mm -hmm. We are very scared of the no from the bank. So when yeah. the originator says you can't, you just sit down. He, the person becomes the bank themselves. You just sit 100%. down. You're like, I get, that's it. Game 100%. over. 100%. <laughs> And, and that's the reason why I, I, I was saying when that information, you know, hits me, then I learn, oh, okay, uh, this is an, a very, uh, uh, it's, it's an aspiration. This is my desire, but it means it's not practical at this stage. Yeah. Therefore, I need to move it into the future and, and currently do what I think I need to do to yeah. be able to then make this a reality. You, you, you pivoted, which I said you pivoted, which yeah. I think is also um, when people don't have information, like Mizo said, they also have to be able to pivot. So how mm -hmm. do you work out to when you, so did your wife buy under her name and mm -hmm. then you guys rented it out and did your goals to refinance work out? Yeah, now. At the time when we were refinancing, yeah. At the time when we were refinancing, it, it was very good because we we now got a a bank uh, consultant. Okay. Uh, you know, go, bank consultants understand things differently. You know, from you know uh, many of us, including the bond originators. Bond originators, I think, I'm not sure. I think they deal primarily with systems of the bank. Mm. Uh, automated systems and what what and all those things but bank consultants are in the bank they they understand the ins and the outs of a bank so they're able to say to you this is what you need to provide to us for us to refinance this property okay. now because now the properties are in our name then they are assessing us still and not necessarily assessing the shell company you know, they're looking at the properties and saying, okay, this is the equity available. This is the property, uh, property too. This is the equity available. And how much value can they then unlock from the property and make it available to me? What I do with the value, it's none of their business, by the way. As long as they understand that the property will be able to take care 
of its own financial obligation after they've given me either a further loan or a refinancing. That's all they're interested in. Yeah. So then I take the cash, then buy property moving forward. You, you see. So that's that's uh -huh. how the the whole arrangement was was. But but I'm just saying in terms of experience, I have come to realize that the experience of a banker of a given bank, it's it's critical. Uh, uh, at, at a, to, to a certain degree compared to an experience of a mortgage originator who is dealing with the bank. Okay. Because the experiences are not the same and their perspectives are not fully the same. You know, uh, the, the banker is talking to you and saying, let me see what I can do for you. The mortgage originator says to you, let me see what the bank can do for you. Oh, okay. So tell us more about, because I'm hearing you, but uh, how do you go about finding a bank consultant? Because I think we all, go, we all go to banks. And yeah. honestly, I don't know about you, Mizo, but up until I went to the event hosted by Lebohang Libepe, uh, I didn't really see any, I had never ever heard of a banking consultant that does that in South Africa, one of whom we will uh, bring on the podcast soon, guys. Yeah. But, wow. Well, I've had the, the fortune of going through more than six bank originators. So I, and, and I understand that some of them that had been bank uh, consultants and then they end up working for themselves as bank originators tend to be different, right? Yeah. And, and there's nothing like a specific training for a, a bond originator really someone yeah. with a bsc ends up doing a bank bank a bond origination someone with a commerce uh, background ends up so there's nothing like there's a track in commerce where they in many ways yeah so they are not taught necessarily so they end up in that in that ambit and that's why they are so varied in their mm. in their experience and the way they do things and some of them are just as scared of the bank as you are they don't even know that you can push buttons you can push certain buttons I mean, i've had personal bankers who know nothing about property investors investment no. so mm. to them it's like it's a useless thing that they don't know they ask the system when the system says no it's a no yeah so you really need to to go through yeah. them there's nothing it's, like you are going to pick the right one the first time around not really it's, actually, it's very interesting you made me just realize something you know yeah. i thought my bank finally woke up one day and give, gave me a private banker and now he's so interested in the property podcast we have like whole conversations i'm like they decided after forever like peter I won't go into the thing. Mizo knows. And I was so annoyed when they gave them to me because I was like, yeah. I remember. <laughs> but now they've given me a banker that I really, really like. That is really my person, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And he even no, no, asked I... about the podcast. And I'm just thinking, Mizo, as you're talking, I'm like, we could turn him into our person for the part uh, through this podcast, you know, because he's asked, he keeps yes. on asking if he can listen to it and can I send him the links? Please. We had a lot of conversations <laughs> on the phone about it. Yeah. <laughs> but my yeah. anger, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, Guys, we need, a, we need a whole podcast. 
<laughs> about, I think so. About Daniele and banks. But Peter, yeah. tell us about the bank consultant and banks. I think you're asking such an important thing. We've never... You remember that I used to tear them apart here, but mm. let's just let's just go with with Peter's story a little bit. This is very interesting. Yeah, two two things I I, I, I picked up. I, um, there there are good bank originators, mm. and there are bad. Uh, 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 I, I'm talking about mortgage originators. They are good mortgage originators, and they are bad mortgage <laughs> originators. Ah, thank uh, you. And that's my experience. Uh, thank you. Uh, if, if I look at the first two properties uh, that we, we did, um, it, was, it was very easy. It was seamless. And we're using bond originators, mm. uh, you know, because they knew possibly what they were doing. Yeah. And it was very interesting that when I say to them, um, I appreciate what the bank is offering, but uh, this is too high for me. I want the bank to look at one, two, three, four. I mean, the interest rates are too high. I would want them to actually review the interest rates. They, they, they didn't say to me, we can't do it, or the bank will not accept it, or your credit score is oh, bad. Okay. It's not them who were telling me those things. They were saying to me, we will present it to the bank and we'll hear what the bank is saying to you. You, you, you know what I mean? And that's what I want. I want somebody who's going to say, I will approach the relevant person that makes the decision and then we'll finish you with the decision from the person. They, they don't make the decision for the person. Themselves. But you mm. also do have those that make all these decisions. As I know the bank is not going to look at you, you know, remember your credit scoring, remember your affordability, what, what, and what, what, what and therefore the bank can't. How do you know? They, they really don't know. You, you know what I mean? So, so that's the thing. Now, the question of getting a bank a, 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 a consultant for me became much easier because in 2017, I became an estate agent. Oh, now, wow. as an oh. estate agent. Now well, you bring this upon us. Yeah, yeah. of course. <laughs> wow, okay, so I have to plug and also say Nizo is also a real estate agent, you guys. I am. Yeah. I am. I mean, yeah. Now, now, what makes it easy is that you yeah. attend the agents' meetings, right? Yes. Mm. Um, uh, networks, agents' networks. You attend, yeah. uh, you know, conferences for agents, and yeah. these bank consultants are invited to speak in these things. Exactly. Before they leave, you take their contacts, right? Yeah. <laughs> And then you say to them, you were talking, right? Let's talk about what you're talking about. Yeah. I want mm -hmm. you to practically do it with my next deal. Yeah. Yeah. And then they're going to deliver because they, they were telling you what they can do, which yeah. maybe sometimes they say, uh, which maybe it's what the mortgage originators may not do. So we say, okay, okay great. I hear you and I appreciate you, but take it, go and do it and let me see. You know what you are coming yeah, up with. What you are coming, um, but what you just said as well, Peter, makes it very important. Let's just underline it for our listeners. So you would be in these conferences where bond originators are. Maybe just to say to our listeners, you are not a tree. You are not rooted there. <laughs> you don't like the face. You don't like what they are saying. Change. Yeah. 
change. Yeah, I keep saying this on the on the on on on, on our podcast. Yeah. I have had four or five, five now, five bond originators because of that change. You know, yeah. the more you learn, the better you know, and some and the better you and and just know that. Ask the next person and the next person treat it like a doctor or a, your gynecologist. I don't know how you guys treat your doctors, but get an opinion and a second opinion and a third yeah. opinion. Don't be lazy about your money, you know, because 100%. yeah, they don't. Yeah. So yeah. Powerful. Thank you for that. Yeah. So, but Peter, I'm hearing what you're saying about the real estate agent. Sorry to belabor the point, right? <laughs> I don't yeah. want to be a real estate agent. Yeah. So now imagine sure. <laughs> I don't have access to MISO. I don't have access to people like you. I don't know any bank consultants. How do I find them? Where are these people hiding out? Honestly, because I it's know. like they're hiding. Uh, uh, such know. an important question. Oh I, my I don't gosh. know where you're going to get them. I don't know. But, 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 but I know where the agents will get them. I know where the agents will get them. So this is what you do. You approach an agent or approach an agency yeah. and say to them, I'm planning to actually buy a property okay. and I would want to actually speak to a bank consultant that is okay. dealing with these uh, properties. Are you able to refer me to the right one or your preferred one? Now, yeah. an agent is going to say to you, okay, I've got this one on an SP die. You know what I mean? Just like mm. myself now. If you call me yeah. and say, no, I'm looking for a, a, a bank consultant, I have him on a speed dial. If you want him or you want clarity on anything, anytime, he's on my speed dial because it's in my cycle now. You, you, you get Absolutely. the picture. So yeah. I'm just saying, uh, sometimes even if these people are not on your face, they are on the faces of other people. Yeah. Yeah. Now, talk yeah. to the people that are on your face that may have these other people in their faces. And that's not the way the, the network works. Absolutely. And then we are able then, you know, to get the advantages and the opportunities that all other sides. Into the network. Yeah. I so please you. plug into the network relation. Property is relationships long before your money is involved. Long. It's relationships. So when you are in a network, you are in a network with us, you are on the network, you listen to the podcast, you ask even on Podbean. Someone asked me a question on Podbean. He's got, he's got a, a plumber now because she asked me on Podbean. She was commenting about something and she's like, incidentally, Mizo, you keep saying I must have a contract, a several contractors on my speed dial. What do you mean? I'm looking mm -hmm. for a plumber as we speak. And she mm -hmm. found a plumber. And my plumber goes anywhere. She go, my plumber goes to the Northern Cape people. Wow. wow. He'll be in city center. He will mm -hmm. go to Northern Cape. He has done plumbing for municipalities. Mm -hmm. Big, big projects. He has done Imagine. your small little bathroom. So mm -hmm. he is the person. One mm -hmm. understand. He got onto the bus, went to the Northern Cape, sorted out, came back, and he's like, "Mama, I'm I'm done with this." Oh, I, is the wow. world, guys. I'm telling you, he gets on to Taxify. Taxify takes him to Van der Bale Park to go and fix a plumbing problem. He he killed. People that you need in your networks, these are the kinds of people. I'm, I'm telling you, 
and and we really need to understand this she, she she said something powerful when she said property investing is a team sport eh? mm, yeah. uh, it's it, it's a team sport i'm not sure whether you're still going to be asking those questions in in relation to network but 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 i can tell you 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 can't do it alone yeah uh, no. remember when in, in my days of experiments i was doing um i would place and then I will then manage. I'm not yeah. doing those things anymore. Uh, okay. I, I use my time for something else now. I, I've yeah. graduated because I've gotten what the experience I wanted. I got it, and then I'm not doing that. What do mm-hmm. I do? I've got a rental agent that manages them. In every area, there is an agency. In every area, there's an agency, except in the villages and so on and so on. But in many of these areas, there are agencies that are doing those things. You know, they're doing renters that are doing things and so on. So yeah. it becomes very easy for you to just approach one agency, speak to them, and then hear what they're saying. Move to the next one and hear what they're saying. Compare whether you want to be with agent one or agent two or agent three or agency one, agency two or agency three. And then make your decision, then try them. If they deliver, you speak, you, you speak to them and then you keep going. So that's, yeah. that's what it's about. So you do need to have team of networks. Conveyances is the same story. Mm. The persons that con- uh, 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 registered our first property, second, third, fourth, fifth, all, all these people are different, you know? Yes. But we get to a point where we get stuck with one that we mm. find mm. to be efficient, mm. we find to be comfortable around, we find that, you know what, if I have issues that I need to be asking he is on my speed dial. I question him even on a deal that he's not transferring because maybe the seller did not want me to appoint him. But I call him and I say, I've got this deal that is going and I've got one, two, three, four that I don't understand. What's your opinion as a legal expert? And then he will say, this is one, two, three, four. You, you know what I mean? Because it's yeah. about teams. But, but the other thing about teams is the benefits that comes with these relationships. You know how nice it is for uh, an agency to say to you, uh, we have been managing your property for quite some time. Uh, we are comfortable to manage, you know, this few of them uh, at a 6% instead of a 10%. Oh, nice. <laughs> is Get it a discount. Not nice? Yeah. Of course. Yeah, it is. is it not nice when you take and then the next deal to a conveyancer and you say to them, this is another deal that I want you to do, do for me. And they say to you, Peter, in this deal, we are just going to... Uh, charge you disbursements that, you know, the deeds office will need, but we will not charge you our transfer costs. Is it not nice? And that is nice. That's what you're talking that's, about. This that's what relationships do. And yeah. That's what yeah. relationships are doing. That's what yeah. relationships yeah. is about. So the more you are able to use them, the more you are able to, you know, have those strong relationships with them, the more you benefit. And, and when you look at the, the statements, they sent you a statement and they show you, that we're going to charge you 15,000. We're going to charge you 20,000, right? But it discounted. Amazing. So it means you just pay the savings of that money. That's what we're talking yeah. about. So you really, really love what you're saying, Peter. Oh, Peter, it's, it's a, like, it is the most heartwarming thing to get a mm-hmm. conveyance. I say that because, my God, transfer costs can wipe you out. I get 100%. Yeah. 28,000 TJ in the middle of nowhere is, is, no, is a I lot mean, of money. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's amazing. If it's a yeah. bank and the bank oh gives you a good deal, the same story. If you're using a bank consultant and then this bank is continuously giving you a good deal, 
you get to a point where you say to them, you know what, you're always my bond uh, originator. Don't yeah. you realize that I'm bringing business into your own fault? Eh? In this case, I would propose that you give me 50% discount. And they say, oh, okay, fine, we hear yeah. you. We will do it for you for this deal. You know, and, you know and that's what? what this is about. <laughs> Peter, you've convinced me. I am done with mortgage originators for a while. Let me please just get myself a bank consultant. I've got, I think like I have- I, I didn't say go. I, I didn't say go away. I want that I'm going to make my own. At last. No. I'm glad. I have to chastise you on <laughs> We already have a fan for yeah. this podcast in a bank consultant. Let me in I like my bank. That. I like that. <laughs> no, we've got we've got a few names on our list. We've got a few names of very good people who know yeah. how to do. And remember, bond originators of a residential uh, property mm-hmm. and those that originate for commercial properties are two totally different people mm-hmm. as well. We've had one of them who does commercial and he is the master, right? He knows how to play the banks at their own game. He yeah. knows how to package your deals for, mm-hmm. for, 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 for financing. And he is, he's, he's a natural advisor, you know, wow. so mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's good to know several of them and to mm-hmm. experiment here and there and whatever just before you traumatize yourself. But the good thing that we've spoken about is pick a person, move along. You are not a tree. You are not rooted. Ah. So, Peter, I want us to go back to now you are at, um, are you at liberty to let us know where you are at now, how many properties, and do you now have a strategy? I I, I ran away from disclosing the total, eh? because... There's tax men around. Uh, I'm fine with 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 doing it off record. <laughs> yeah, but what but is what is your strategy now? Are you still buying for appreciation? Are you buying for cash flow? What mm. sort of properties are you buying? Are you buying um, small little apartments or are you buying uh, houses in Soweto? What are you doing? Yeah. Very we have number one, we are focusing on residential for now. Okay. Number two, we are doing two bedrooms for now two bedrooms, one bath, two bedrooms, two baths, and so on. Oh, wow. uh, apartments. Apartments, yeah. And you know, we have done a little bit more. We have already passed the, 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 the one hand, we are already on the other ones, and so on. But I can't tell you exactly how many. I like so, you. <laughs> so, so, so uh, the, the, the thing. Is we are we are investing for both appreciation okay. and for cash flow, but cash flow is our primary strategy. Okay. Mm-hmm. We are investing for appreciation and cash flow, but cash okay. flow is our primary strategy. Why are we are, are investing for appreciation, or what do I mean? Remember, we we are now at a point where we can tap into the equity of properties to invest in other properties. So at the point of buying, we negotiate a deal in such a way that uh, you would think we are just in, uh, negotiating for appreciation. Because we want to make sure that when we buy it, we are buying the equity that already exists in this deal. I, I mean, I gave you a practical example. Even at the point when we first started to say, 
It was advertised for 485, we bought it 400. Other one was 600, we bought it 400. You, you know what I mean? Because we want to buy, you know, the equity already in the property at the time of buying. And understanding that in the next year or two, these properties are going to appreciate a little bit more. When they appreciate a little bit more, then we have a bigger room for taking the equity out of this property to invest in another property to collect the cash flow that is going to come. So that's part one, investing for appreciation. But we also invest for cash flow because we look at the numbers. We don't just buy, <laughs> we look at the numbers. Uh, the, uh, we look at the asking price, we look at the market price, we look at the uh, uh, municipal valuations, and then we make a, an offer. So we need to also then consider what is the potential rent, what are the potential expenses, what is the likely net operating income, and what, what is going to be the potential uh, return on investment. These are important before we buy. These are important before we, we buy. Now, somebody can say to me, no, no, what do you mean when you say uh, the asking price and uh, you are looking at the, 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 the market price and so on? The asking price is what the, the seller is asking, right? That's what it is being priced for. The, that's the asking price. That's what they want you to pay. But sometimes what they ask you to pay may not necessarily be what the market is paying. So that information is available in, in, in Lightstone, Windeed, SAPTG. You know, you can, you can get it. And, and these things, these systems are available for anyone. You know, you can just Google Windeed. You can Google what, 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 and all those things. Of course, they may want you to pay, let's say, 100 rents or 200 rents to get the report that you are looking for. But the good part is that if you pay 200, but you are saving uh, 50,000, I mean, it's worth it. You know what I mean? It's worth it. So you, you are able to get that and then compare, you know, in this complex or in this area, how much are people paying for the similar property? But the third one, you also look at what is the municipality saying about this property? Because the rates we are paying on a monthly basis are on the basis of the municipal evaluation. So you need to look at those things and then make your informed decision. After I've done that part, the next thing then will be to do my own calculations of what is the potential rent I'm going to get? What are the uh, associated uh, 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 costs that are going to go with this rental? And what is going to be my net operating income? And therefore, what is going to be my return on investment, whether it's cash on cash or whether it's infinite in, uh, uh, returns? You know? And then those figures, those numbers will inform what offer I'm going to be making. And if the numbers don't make sense to me, I have to either review the offer or I have to decide if I'm moving to the next deal. That, those are the critical, important aspects in, in, before making Let's talk, oh, Ven, you are muted. I'm not sure why. I'm in a long-term stay Airbnb. I decided to book an Airbnb long-term. Long My upstairs neighbor once in a while just goes on. <laughs> Uh, a <laughs> banging thing that I don't understand. Luckily, it's not too loud. Yeah, I, I don't want to interfere with We this. didn't hear anything. So, Peter, let, let me ask you about that. Bo cash on cash. Kia ona nchoye sangatibasa investa yonayu. 
So there you are now. You have found this two-bedroom apartment and you're like, okay, what's the purchase price that I'm willing to pay? What is the asking price? Where do you, Pete, put those numbers? How do you do your deal analysis for a, for a starter or a beginner property investor? They are wondering, what are you talking about? How much am I going to pay? What the levies are? Where do you put them? How do you even calculate it? A spreadsheet. Yeah. If you don't have an Excel spreadsheet, write it on a book. Yeah. These are simple numbers. There are not many. If you look at what I told you, there are just few. If you can just use those few, few of them, you are, you are good to go. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Write, write it down. This is how much they are saying they want me to pay for this property. And then right. if you do get, you know, the wind did or likes on whatever, whatever, look at maybe nine, ten properties that have been sold in the past year or two. How much were they buying these properties for? And what is the average? And the average will be given in that light stone. You know, yeah. what was the highest? What was the lowest? And so on and so yeah. on. You know what I mean? It, it's going to be that then you write it down. Okay. And then what is the municipal value? It will be on that same wind deed or light stone, the municipal value of that property. Then you write it yeah. down. And then you go into the renter. You can ask, you know, agents around. How much are people renting out two bedrooms and so on? You can also Google it. Just say two-bedroom unit to rent in Jamestown. All these two bedrooms are going to show up there, and they'll show you how much if you are going to rent it. It's so know. simple. You know it what is. I mean? But how so does it be out there? Yeah, when you don't know, you don't know. Yeah, mm. and when you don't know, it is when you make mistakes. You know, the reason why I established my own platform for training, uh, uh, doing seminars and training on property investing and so on, was primarily yeah. to share this information. It was Absolutely. primarily to share this information, especially with our brothers and sisters. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's very, very important. But they don't know. And if you don't know, you really don't know what you're missing. You know? So Let's talk a little about that as well, Peter. You are a real estate agent. You own practices, the optometry. And then you've got this platform, which is how I know your name, right? You've got yeah, these yeah. educative uh, platforms. Just tell us a little about those educative platforms. Are they free? Yeah. Do you have regular meetings? What yeah. is the objective of, the, of your platform? When, what is it called? Mm. Yeah. My, my, I've started this platform in 2018, right? Yeah. Uh, and the reason why I started, I already told you, it's because I wanted to just teach, you know, bring the information. I've come mm. into a place where I understand what the investing part is and I've experimented and I've learned my own lessons, by the way. Uh, I don't know if we'll be able to talk about the lessons or the mistakes of will. But yeah, but, but, but I learned my own lessons and then went into the system as an agent to get the perspective of an agent to attend the meetings of it, to understand what they are discussing on the table. And yeah. then I merge these two informations and then provide the knowledge to those who want to, to have it. So perspective of an investor and a perspective of an agent in one person, in one session. You, you, you know what I mean? So that's, that's what I'm providing as a value add. Now, mm -hmm. my platforms, uh, I was mm -hmm. doing a, a, a physical platforms. I did a, a seminars in, in, in Campton Park, Jamestown, Pretoria, Bolukwani uh, at that time. Now, when COVID hit, I went to online. Online, uh, it, it's property investing with Peter Mushal. 
So uh, uh, I do that and I advertise on, on my, my uh, Facebook page. I advertise on that property investing with Peter Mukhal so that people can know what, what we're doing. So we do have a year program for 2021. I've done uh, six uh, 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 sessions for the past uh, uh, five months, February, March, April, May, June, five, 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 for five months now. And it's two sessions per month. Uh, I charge 500 rents for people to attend the two sessions because yeah. experience yeah. and knowledge is, I didn't get it for free, by the way. So I'm That's sharing nice. the cost to have a platform where we have a Zoom meeting like we're doing you are paying yeah. for this platform. You know what I mean? The time that I'm, I'm using here, actually, it's not for free, we know. So it's just that yeah. we are paying in, in terms of our relationships. So relationship yeah. is paying this bill. Had it not yeah. been for relationships, maybe I would have said to you, before I appear in your platform, this is how much I need. You, you, you get the picture. So, <laughs> so this is what That's it's true. about. This is what That's this true. is about. So I'm providing those platforms. I'm providing this information and I'm teaching and so on and so on and move forward. And there are those that I'm also doing uh, mentorships on, on, on a side because people want different stuff. Others don't do not necessarily want you as a mentor, but they want you to help them on a deal-to-deal -deal basis. Mm -hmm. And then I charge them on a deal-to-deal -deal basis. But those okay. who would want me to mentor them and who would want you know, to actually benefit from the platforms that I do have, I also then you know, send them you know, the, the, the necessary quotations for what those things would entail. So that, that's it, that's it. It's about that's sharing it. information because at heart, I'm an educator. That's why I lecture, yeah. I agreed to lecture in the first place. At heart, <laughs> I am an educator and I come alive when I educate, by the way. I come alive when I teach, when I Absolutely. share my knowledge, when I share information, especially the information, the knowledge that I know. I, 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 I just, I just balloon. <laughs> Oh, wow. So, um, Peter, before we move on to the next segment, can you quickly just tell us three lessons that you've learned from your journey? Like, what are some event. of the three mistakes and the three lessons and how you got out of those three mistakes, if you did, how you corrected them, if you did, yeah. <laughs> for the yeah. next yeah. Yeah. The, Choose the, the juicy one. one. Choose the juicy one because our listeners need to know that this path is not is not just an easy path, but yeah. you can smooth it. Yeah. Let, let me talk about the very first one. The very first one yeah. uh, when we bought the second property, right, the one which was going for foreclosure. There was one clause on the offer to purchase OTP offer to purchase. Yeah. Mm. That clause said, "I will take occupation of the property." on the day when guarantees are issued by the bank and will then pay 11% of the uh, purchase price on registration. Um, I, I did not understand that clause. Yeah. And I thought I did. Yeah. Um, here I am. The process for registration takes about six months because this is a property on foreclosure. Okay. And uh, I'm sitting here, I'm thinking I will start putting in a tenant when the property is in my name. Mm -hmm. While the OTP says I take occupation when guarantees are granted. Mm -hmm. Now, guarantees yeah. were granted by the bank, I think, within 20 or 30 days, you know, to wow. say I can, uh, you, you know. 
but the property registered what five months later after the guarantees were issued, wow. which is about six months. Now, for the entire five months, then it means I was accumulating interest that I needed to be paying, but I did not know because I did not understand that clause. Wow. A week before the property registers, the lawyer, the conveyancing attorney sent me a bill. And I'm yes. looking at the bill. It's around, uh, I think, 25000 or something. And I say, what is this for? Then they say to me, no, um, remember the clause that says you are taking occupation when guarantees are issued. This property is now registering and uh, we can't register it until this part of the uh, contract has been fulfilled. Yeah. I go like, what? Mm. Had yeah. I known I could have put in a tenant immediately in immediately. that property because it was empty. Yeah. But that's what yeah. I needed to do, but I didn't know. Now that becomes yeah. my school fees. Yeah. I learned from that point that I need to read the OTP, but I must also understand the clauses that are on the OTP. In the event that I don't understand, I must ask you a conveyancer to explain line by line, even if the agent has explained it to me before. Remember, and I'm going to be paying. Incidentally, it's yeah. not like your agent will be understanding that clause. Remember you, that. You mustn't clause. expect them to understand it fully, no. although they are trained to understand them. But there are certain things that are legal in nature and have serious financial and legal implications. So it yeah. becomes very necessary that another eye must look at this OTP, which then becomes a contract when the seller signs it. A person yeah. must look at this contract so that I understand fully what I'm offering. Absolutely. Goodness. Absolutely. Yeah. That, that was number one. That was number two. In school, that's like money school fees. Those are really. No, of course. It's a, it's a school fees, you know. After that kind of school fees, you really don't want to make another mistake. After that school yeah. fees, now you are opening your eyes to look at, you know, things in a more clear, you know, uh, uh, you know, really, really serious issues. From that time, this is what I've done. From that time, when I get an OTP that is coming from a different agency and I have to be making an offer, I look at those things and look at all the clauses and I cancel out the clauses that, you know, give me an obligation that is not necessary. Yeah, cancel the OTP. Oh my yeah. God, that's such an important thing to say. Those clauses are cancelable. Yeah, yeah. those clauses yeah. are yeah. cancelable. You know, remember, yeah. it's you who's making the offer. It's you who's making the offer. So you must I make know. the offer in your terms. You must make the offer in your terms, not in their terms. If you're making the offer, you make it in. If you are the seller, that's another story, you know, but that's very important yeah. for you to remember that. So I'm speaking as yeah. an investor, by the way, and not as an agent, eh? Let yeah. me give you that disclaimer. I'm speaking as an <laughs> investor here, not as an agent. As an investor right. who's making an offer, I, I, I then look at the OTP and then remove clauses that I find are not fine or modify clauses that I find that are not in my favor as a favorable for the offer. That, that's 100%. Absolutely. From that point... Let's move on to number two. Um, number two, I wouldn't necessarily say it's a, it's a, a, a huge mistake, but, but maybe a word of advice. Mm -hmm. I, I, I walk through every apartment that I buy 
I I don't buy from a desktop. I walk through every apartment that I buy to identify mistakes, problems, and so on and so on. So I've bought properties where I need to retile. I've bought properties where I thought, you know what, uh, maybe the ceiling is not too bad. I can fix it and so on and so on and so on and so on. But each time I find that there's these marks that indicate that the roof has a problem and so on and so on, most of the time I run away because it's expensive to fix a roof. So those are things that are very critical. The same thing is the same with the plumbing problem. Somebody tells you, well, the water is not going down because they are thinking there is a scent inside the drainage and all those things. I'm not a steering, I'm not a plumber. I don't know those things. If, If you tell me those things, I just run away unless I'm sure that I will be able to actually take care of the funding problems. But that becomes my my advice. Or you know what? It's not a mistake that I've done because now my school fees that I I, I paid with the OTP has opened my eyes to avoid lots of unnecessary mistakes going forward. Yeah. These are the things that I just avoid and run away from them. That's, that's, That's me. And it has served me, you know, good. And then I'm going on and so on. Yeah. I'm completely useless. So I asked Misa to do those things. <laughs> At least she does for but, you. you know? But it's a... It's, it's a strength and a weakness to do it. And when you can't walk through the, the apartment yourself, like I, I have got, I've got my own short-sightedness about things because I'm not in construction. So you just take Abu Dhabi with you, right? You pay him 1500 to walk through a house with you because yeah. there will yeah. be a crack that comes from the basement up to the ceiling right, that we may miss because our jobs are not construction. So you take a contractor with you so that they can do a second inspection, which brings us to the OTP. You must Mm -hmm. actually put it as a condition there to say in the next 14 days, I shall be allowed to walk through this property with my own contractors just so that they can pick up things that we, you and I may miss because we don't know nothing about construction. I like that. And, and most, What's your and most investors, What's, yeah, and yeah. most investors, uh, or new investors, or or budding, or you know, uh, passionate in, in investors may say, "Yo, just to walk around, I pay one thousand. Now listen, listen to me. <laughs> it's better to pay one thousand than to have to pay thirty five thousand fixing these things. A roof. Uh, Amen. It's, it's, it's very I important. Clap to that and clap to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You I'm know, telling it's like. It's like Misa is always talking about mentorship, right? That it's yeah. better to pay your property mentor whatever yeah. price they're asking you to pay than to pay the hectic school fees of 25,000 rand I and transfer you. fees and, and, and. Because you're you. trying to yeah. save on this little bit. You know? I agree so with you. I am in, yeah. su- I'm such, I'm in such favor of paying people that know things. Yeah, to yeah, help yeah. me get to the next yeah. level. So I'm I agree so with you. glad that you mentioned I, that. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you, Vangila, hundred yeah. percent. And so that's the same important. thing. That's the same thing with 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 my property seminars. I mean, I've had people that maybe criticize it and say, you know, why should I pay five hundred? I say, I can guarantee yeah. you, when you come to my session and you pay five hundred rents, I can guarantee you that you are going to save over twenty thousand rent on your next purchase. I can guarantee Thank you, you that. I can guarantee yeah. you that. 
You know what I mean? Now, if you pay me 500... Purchase and future purchases as well. So this is the thing. We tend to have this mindset of being penny-pinching, but like willing to let go of pounds. So we're pound poor, but penny-pinchers. You Uh, know, letting go of thousands and thousands in order to save that little 20,000 rand from getting the, uh, the education that we need. But down the line, we're actually losing like 250,000 rand, 500,000 rand. Yeah. And where is the wisdom in that? Where is the wisdom in that? You know what I mean? Where is the wisdom in that? And, and that's where I, I, I am. I'm at a stage where if somebody knows something that I don't know, and it's asking me to pay for the knowledge, for the time, and so on and so on. I pay for it. Mm-hmm. And at least they will give me strong, valid, powerful, uh, you know, uh, 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 advice based on experience. And then I can move on. You know, th- that's it. I've always, I've always been that kind of believer, hey? I feel like yeah. this is what has helped me in my life, craft my life, craft my business, because yeah. I... I am obviously listening to this person because they know more than me, right? Yeah. So yeah. if this person says my knowledge is worth this much, I'm like, what do I know? How do yeah. I know yeah. that how, how much it took for them to get to this point? For them. Oh, it yes. It saves Absolutely. me so much. The, the reason why I have this mindset with real estate investing is because I had this mindset with building my business. Oh, like yes. With, coaches and everything I had the same kind of mindset so now when it came to property investing I didn't even blink an eye when mentors and people were like this is how much I charge I was like please sign me up because I know the drama of having tried to do it myself before in my business and then Mm -hmm. having people that have been there so so powerful and then I guess can that be the last lesson (laughs) <laughs> I think so. Let's, so. let's close it there. Let's close it there. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's close it there. You know, that's it. That's it. That's it. You know, we can we can always share some of these lessons as and when we we meet with them or meet with 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 our team members or networks and so on and so on. Because there are lots of lessons we can teach. You know what I mean? But yeah, but at least for now we will leave it here. Now those are important stuff. You know. Yeah. Okay. Then I don't know about you. Peter can yeah. keep us here the, the whole day. Um, after we had met at 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 at, at Houghton the other day, I spent an hour with him on the phone. <laughs> I yeah. <laughs> You're going to have to come back on another session. Like that's it. Yeah, yeah, I am yeah. full. <laughs> I I'm, I'm I'm happy. I'm happy for it. I'm happy for it. I mean, there, I think there are lots of things we have not necessarily discussed. We but haven't. Time yeah, time. yeah there, there are lots of things. I mean, I can share with. I mean, when we're buying, maybe third, fourth, and what, what, and so on. But but those things uh, are stories we can package over time. So, so okay. I'm, I'm for it. I'm I'm very happy to come yeah. back. <laughs> Definitely. No, I love love. All right. So much, Peter. Shall we move on to the next segment? Okay, great. Thank you so much. Let's do that, please. On to the next segment of our show, Magical Feedback from our hosts, where our hosts share their three takeaways from today's episode. <laughs> <laughs> Let us do the 
magical feedback. Sorry, guys, like we're laughing about something. I need it. Yeah, let's do this. Let's do the takeaways. I'll start. I'll start before you take my first takeaway. <laughs> we got to fight about that. Okay. So Peter, Peter brought on all the lessons that I like for my beginner uh, property investors, Bangile. So I, I, I really like the one that he, he started with. He bought his first and second property within three months of each other. And um, he bought them in his personal name because it had not even occurred to him to run his real estate as a business, mm. which is where we all begin, which is where we all make the small little mistake because no one has told us about the tax benefits of running mm. your real estate and your properties through a company as opposed to your name. So... That for me is such an underlying moment and a very, very important moment for, for beginners. Try that with an entity, guys, even when the entity has got zero assets. Mm. Try it with an entity. There is, there is a business sense about it. And we talk about it all the time on this podcast. Buy it through a company, please. If you can. I love this. I love that takeaway. Okay, so great, yeah. great um wow my takeaway from him was about his fears about whether or not tenants can or cannot pay right and i think you as a property mentor get that more than anything all the time <laughs> People come through and they're like what do i do with the non-paying tenant and i think what um what he said was just like you can circumvent that right is that yeah. You can hire someone to take care of that problem. You know what yeah. I love even in all this takeaway is Peter is all about my mindset as well, which is yeah, I can hire it out. It doesn't have to be my issue. I can pay someone yes. out to take on this yes. issue and make it their issue. So he talks about that. And I think that is a big takeaway is that, Guys, if you know you you don't want to be dealing with tenants that don't pay, you don't want to be putting locks on doors, you don't want to be doing the most, you can go get a tenant, you can get people that do that for you. So that is very, very powerful. No, but that is so, so powerful. And yeah, because otherwise, as a professional, whatever you are, banker, accountant, doctor, lawyer, um, you work wherever you work, you know, you, you are in your own business as an entrepreneur, you, you are baking cakes. Yeah. Managing tenants is not your business. It's not your mm. primary business. And I don't expect that you will know. But what he went and did as well, um, Ben, was that he, he got the agency to procure the tenant for him, to place the tenant, to do the vetting. And then he went on to do the property management himself because he wanted to learn about his own property. So yeah. that's very important to know. What are your strengths? and leave the other people to do what they do so that you don't manage that, right? Mm -hmm. So I like the one I said to you as a property mentor, my, my takeaways pick up on certain things. I'm gonna go to the offer to purchase. You know how passionate I am about that. I've just <laughs> done a live about it two days ago again, yeah. offer to purchase. I keep forgetting about that sentence where it says, 
mm. when the guarantees are made from the bank, you can you actually actually own the property already. So, and the fact that when you make the offer, make the offer on your own terms, and the clauses in an offer to purchase can be cancelled. They are cancellable. Please, people, don't let your agent tell you, no, this is a standard thing. Sign it as it is. No, you are not allowed to scratch. You scratch. When it doesn't favor you, you scratch. Like that, guys, where like every time I scratched, he would send a new offer to purchase because obviously you guys know I was like sending it via Miso. Miso would be like scratching and he would send us a long email about like how how dare you scratch the OTP. <laughs> you scratch it and you initial and you sign. <laughs> it was so funny because Miso was like, what the hell? And then at the last offer to purchase, after a while, he then, remember how he sent us like 15 pages after that? I know. Like he got upset with the three page because it kept getting scratched. Then he was like, I'm sending you a 15 page document now. <laughs> and he was relying on, on the fact that black people don't read. Mm -mm. Oh this my person God. Reads. Very, very It was a wild situation that, but I think what you're saying, Mizo, is so powerful because many people will run into what we ran into. And luckily, because we had you, we had Tony, and like, obviously, I know. Honey and I are very strong personalities. We were like, what is this guy's problem? Oh. <laughs> but he can be bullied. So my one takeaway is what he said. He said, investing is a plan, right? If yeah. you have a plan, I love that so much. Like I, I circle that. that I feel like this is so true. In almost any invest, like any investment, if you have a plan and a strategy, and it makes sense to you, and you can see how it will work out for you, you will definitely uh, make money from it, right? And start to up level from that. So I think Brilliant. that is so so powerful. So that, that was so incredibly. I told you my takeaways today about beginners. Listen to, I don't know how many times Peter repeated this. I counted three where he kept saying, my seminars are paid for people. Two sessions per month is 500 friends. My seminars are paid for because I bring value and I save you school fees. My seminars are paid for because what I have learned with my own school fees, I'm imparting it to you and I'm spending time. Yes. Now, that's a mindset of, a, of an investor and a mindset of a property investor, guys. There are people who will come and want to have a one-hour call with me and they think they can suck off every little thing I know about property investing. You can't. You've got to pay a mentor. You've got to pay for a seminar. You've got to pay for a master class. So it, it, it is a habit of investors, isn't it, though, Ven? A habit of wealthy people. Like, for me, I see it all the time, right? Like, it is definitely the habit of investors to think yeah. like And I think, like, unless you think like this, it becomes very, very difficult. Difficult. Mm. Because... Most of us are in this situation because we always are in the situation that we're in because we always think that how much can we get for free? Like yeah. if I watch someone else do the strategy, 
Yeah. Now me follow through with that strategy. But meanwhile, all I can do, even in my business, is tell you the overall strategy. It's the day-to-day things that we do, the small things that make a huge difference that allow for the implementation of a strategy. And I think yeah. unless you are in that person's sessions and learning those small things, you're going to miss them. You'll follow through yeah. and you'll always think, what am I doing wrong? There's something wrong with me because so-and-so is doing it. But no, it's that you don't know the full strategy that they yeah. implement. You don't. So, so I've learned that the hard way as well, right? Yeah. My final takeaway is, Hugh, I just love how Peter has made everything feel so simple. You know, yeah. how he talks about, again, the numbers. I don't know what episode it is, but Misa and I did a deal analysis for you guys. Oh, so yeah. go look at that episode and go run through the numbers. But he says, and one my takeaway from that is he says, you can do it on Excel or you can do it on a piece of paper. paper. You can just have a normal workbook that you carry around where you teach yourself to run the numbers, right? So I think that is so, so powerful. Yep. But yeah, Property Magicians is cooking up something for you guys so that you will one day not have to do that. You can easily do Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Oh, we can't wait to share. Coming <laughs> with, with the good stuff. So, yeah, that is amazing. So thank you, guys. We will see you in the next uh, segment of the show. Now on to the journey to magical expansion, where we ask our guests the same five questions we ask every guest. Okay, so guys, welcome to our next segment. I am going to have Mizo start us off on this as usual. Oh, yes. <laughs> excited, excited, excited about this one. Uh, so what book changed your life, Peter? It can be a business book. It can be a property book. It can be a fairy tale, whichever. What book would you say changed your life? Yeah. Um, you are talking about life, not just uh, specific uh, industry, right? talking yeah. about life, life. Mm. You, you, you know, there's one basic book that has fully transformed my life, and that's the Bible. Okay. That's good. You know that book? Mm. Uh, th- there are lots of hidden secrets in that book. Uh, I started reading that thing, that book, um, when I was 15 years old. As in seriously. I was okay. 15 years old. And uh, the lessons and the stories, the wisdom, uh, you know, the power, the, the shifting, the changing, it has, yeah. it has molded my life. It has okay. molded my life. Um, it, that one book that has transformed me in, in terms of life. The, the rest, I'm an arid reader. I read a lot of books. You see behind me, it's yeah. library, right? It's my yeah, library. Yeah. That's my personal library. And I've read, you know, I guess 80% of the books that are on my library. And there are many. Okay. I, I've read those things. But, mm-hmm. but when I compare them to, to it, it's something else. In terms of a, a property uh, investment book, it is the same yeah. book that mm-hmm. I spoke to you about, uh, Rich, uh, Rich the Guide to Investing. And, and I give it credit because it was that book that opened me to go into buy all the books that are in my library. 
Oh, um, I see. At that time, I only had uh, 20 or 23 books somewhere there. And it yeah. came as book number 24 and, and became a book that opens all the books, you know, flow of books I that see. came to my library. I, I guess you understand what I'm saying. Rich, rich Dad, Poor Dad. Uh, the Rich Guide. The Rich Guide. Rich Dad's Guide to Investing. Rich Dad's Guide to Investing. That that became a book that opened up. But, but because I read a lot, I, I, do, I have five categories of, of types of books that I buy. Okay. I buy books that relate to uh, business and leadership. Okay. And you can buy one called Think and Grow Rich, you know, by Napoleon Hill and the many others. And That's I a powerful have, Yeah, I mean, you know, there are just lots of powerful books, basically. And I buy books that relate to politics. I buy books that relate to uh, my professional uh, uh, work as an optometry. It's more academic. Mm -hmm. Then I buy books that talks to, you know, Christianity and stuff, you know. And uh, those are my main lines in terms of, you know, the books that I, I really, I really buy. And with each one of them, there's just lots of things that, that are coming in there. But in real estate, I would suggest, in real estate, I want to suggest that people must go and just buy books by Jason Lee. <laughs> they must just go and buy books that are written by Robert Kiyosaki that talks about property investing. They must just go and buy books. I give you the names of the authors. They must just go and, and then they can decide which book they're buying. I, uh, they must go and look for books written by Ken McElroy. Ken, Ken McElroy. McElroy, yeah. McElroy. They must go and look for books written by Francois Janssen van Rensbeck. That's a South African yeah. author. He wrote a book, gotcha. Making Money Through Buy to Let in South Africa. So that's a local one. They must go and buy. Francois Van Rensberg. Van Rensberg. Francois Van Rensberg. They must buy books that are written by Lawrence Buell. He only has one. He's a small boy, but he's doing very well. Uh, uh, he's still young. Uh, that's what I mean when I say he's a small boy. He's still young <laughs> in the industry, but, but he's doing very well. That book, his book is very good. I think it was released last year. Or so on. What's the so, name of it? Lawrence who? Lawrence Buell, B-O-E-L. The name of the book, it says Financial Freedom Through Property, uh, a step-by-step -step guide to wealth creation. So Financial Freedom Through Property, that's the title of the book. Okay. So right. I, I just gave you the authors. Let, let people just yeah. go and get any of those books. When they've just you know, opened and read one, they are more likely to go and buy another book. I, I, I can assure like, you. Um, Unless the authors don't have other books, but but Jason Lee, Robert, uh, they must just go. They, they will just read those kinds of related yeah. books. Yeah, I like I like the fact that you are introducing this uh, by Lawrence Buell because you know sometimes when you read um, Jason Lee, for you and I, it it at a certain age you are able to read Francois and Jason Lee, but for the millennia they yeah. read differently and they read okay. from, from, from different people. So it's important to be exposed to different people. Some, yeah. some, some of them don't understand why we read about Robert Kiyosaki. He was of yeah. our time, right? Mm -hmm. So that's, mm -hmm. that's critical. So let's yeah. move on to the next question. Yes, so what keeps you inspired, Peter? <laughs> yeah, what keeps you so fired? 
yeah. Uh, I, I, personally, I think it's a it, it's just that sense of purpose, you know. I I the things that I do, I have a sense they they have a bigger impact outside me. Absolutely. Um, I told you I I. I, I, I am a teacher at heart, you know, and okay. teaching is about impacting lives, seeing lives changing, becoming better and so on. And sometimes yeah. uh, as a teacher, uh, your, 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 your necessity may be to just correct one course of somebody's life and then they are good to go for life, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. so, so, yeah, so sometimes it's to provide the much needed bridge in terms of information to say, yeah. even if you don't know a, bo- a, a, a bank consultant, you can go and speak to an agent who then will introduce you to a bond consultant, uh, to a bank consultant. You know what I mean? That information, it, it's what keeps me uh, uh, going. The same story with my practices. I, I have a sense that I'm helping people to see better and, mm-hmm. and others to see better things, you know. In, in optometry way. And when yeah, a person yeah. can see better, it, it just gives me joy. And they say, you know what, I was struggling, you know, I couldn't walk right yeah. and whatnot. But now after yeah. I've gotten my classes, I see this better. Or after And they can go and read. Yeah, and they can go and read. After I've done the operation, mm. now I can mm. see my kids, I can see my grandchildren. You know, mm. you know that sense of people. I just feel like my work you know, whether as a professional optom or whether as an agent, they are connected to my sense of purpose. That's that's what okay. keeps me going. And that's the reason okay. why it's going to be very difficult for me to to let them go completely, you know, because I still, you know, feel this is me. It's me <laughs> offering me, my service, yeah. <laughs> and so on. <laughs> That's oh, fine. Wow, that is incredible. So, that's so incredible. How? What do you wish you you had known before embarking on your property investment journey, uh, Peter? Uh, personally, is there I anything wish you had, wish. Yeah. yeah. In fact, it's not even the question of knowing. Uh, it, it's it's a question of what plus platforms existed that would make it easier for me to easily invest. And avoid mistakes and so on and so on. That, that, yeah, that's the way I, both. Yeah, I mm. feel like I feel like um, I started when I did not have a light, as in a person of light to shed to me. Whether it's question of mentor or mentorship or great role models that I can look up to and say, you know what, I'm going to follow this, you know, person. I'm going to uh, locally, locally. Because then I had to actually be, you know, outsourcing, you know, the skills and the experiences of Robert Kiyosaki for me to, you know, I grasp know. this and then create my five-year period for experimentation and so I on see. and so on and so on. But you can imagine if I just had somebody that, you know, knew what this is about and so on. And and, and that's where I feel our generation and, and uh, uh, Vangile and, and Dr. Miranda, our generation must not miss this opportunity to create platforms that the next generation can look up to and handle and therefore run with. You know, that, that's, that's, that's what I see as a gap. I think, I think yeah, that, that's the way I feel. I feel we, yeah, I, I wish I had those kinds of, of, thing, of, 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 of platforms, those kinds of people, those kinds of mentors and so on. And I am convinced 
that that maybe now I, I would be talking about you know seriously large number of properties on my portfolio, but because I, yeah. you know we, we don't have that layer of generation, we are now starting here. But our children, our children, in the next ten years are going to have it better. Next, I'm telling you, or in the next twenty years, um, they'll just pick up a call and then we tell them what they need to do or what not to do. Yeah. And I, I'm convinced we will be sitting to discuss at a high level of government to discuss how human settlement should be, you know, structured, done, and you know what opportunities can be created for investors that want to invest in in property. So, so yeah, that's that's from your I, mouth, from your mouth to the the ears of those who should hear it. <laughs> Great stuff. Yeah, I love it. What you're saying is so powerful. This is it, right? It's the knowledge sharing is that we are all doing our own little things in our own little spheres, but we're all converging. Converging. People know that we're out there. And this is exactly it. Is that right now for us, we are trying to get the knowledge, but in another 10 years, it's going to be a different ballgame because there's so much knowledge available and this is what's going to help the next generation. I love, I love what you're saying, Peter. Yes, so you feel my heart. That's <laughs> yeah. my heart. Peter, my... what do you still need to learn in property? Um, there, there are lots of things. You know, you, you can't get to a point where you feel like you know you have done it all. Therefore, I'm, I'm, I'm. Simple areas that I personally know, I'm, I'm going to be moving towards. You know, learning more. Um, I want to understand, uh, you know, this uh, the creation of new developments. Uh, I want my company to be the one that is uh, uh, doing new developments Developing. and the public and so on and so on and so on. That's that's part one. Part two, I also want to understand the auction environment. Uh, mm-hmm. And understanding auction environment means I need to understand how auctions fit, property auctions fit in the greater scheme of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, what opportunities exist that people can come and take advantage of them, you know? I, I need to understand that aspect. But the the other last aspect that I think it's, it's very critical uh, for me, it's also about, um, you know, the issues around uh, this stock fell uh, investing, you know, doing it as, as a team, opening opportunities for everybody, you know, as a as a stock fail and so on. I, th- I think that that's another part we need to, we need we need to get into. And the last one is about commercial property because I'm focusing on residential now. Mm. I want to tap into understanding how commercial property uh, you know functions and how you know opportunities exist or what opportunities exist in commercial property investment. Those are the four areas that I I would want to just get a sense of it. And, 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 and as we go on, then I will you know, position my company in a way that will take advantage of opportunities or create opportunities that others can take advantage of you know, as we move on. Yeah. Absolutely. So that is incredible. You are so clear about where you want to go. What property resources or resource do you want to share? Um, you've shared a lot about the books. Have you got a favorite yeah. podcast or a YouTube um, YouTube person uh, that you follow in terms of property? Not necessarily. Um, yeah, it, it's books primarily for me. Um, I, okay. I see you. I watch your podcast. I listen to your podcast, and 
I, I also listened to some of the podcasts by uh, uh, Ken McElroy. I, I, I gave yes. you as a recommendation, Ken yes. McElroy, uh, yes. some by Robert Kiyosaki. I, I follow follow those those ones uh, in terms okay. of you know, YouTube channels and, and, and so on. Those are the ones. But right. books primarily, people must um, go and look at the list of those authors I've recommended uh, and they will thank themselves later in five years. That's okay. Oh, wow. I love, I love how almost everyone that comes on this podcast is a reader. You know, yeah. I, isn't it just <laughs> right? It's yeah. like the knowledge is out there, you know? Um, yeah. So, what is your intention with this podcast, Peter? And how do we, how can people get hold of you? So what are you looking for? Why did you say yes to us when you came to this podcast? Uh, I, 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 I always appreciate every platform that gives me an opportunity to uh, share my story and, and share my lessons, share my mistakes, my faults, share the things that I think people need to look out for so that they don't make lots of mistakes. Uh, yeah. And that's why I said yes, and I'm coming I'm coming to share my story. I, I'm coming. I want to share my experience. I want to share, you know, my aspirations with, with the team. Um, in terms of where people to find me, you know, it's Peter Mothala on Facebook. Peter Mothala, uh, Property Investing with Peter Mothala, also on Facebook. Twitter, it's at Peter Mothala. Uh, Instagram, Peter Mothala. Uh, uh, yeah, emails, mothalaj at gmail.com. And then J at gmail.com. I, I use that one, I prefer it. Moshala J at gmail.com. And I, I can give them my number. My number is 073 073-691-6691. 073-691-6691. 6691. And can people yeah, so you can get me in any on this? Yeah. Get me for anything, whether as an agent, you get me on that number. If you want for my uh, optum practices, you get me on that number. If you want mentorship on that number. If you want uh, seminars on that number. If you just want to check me on that number. <laughs> I love it. I love how open <laughs> you are, Peter. So guys, definitely reach out to Peter. Go talk to him about anything related to real estate, um, for iStuff, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Form a new connection. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much. I appreciate Thank it. Thanks so for giving me This has been amazing. It has been. I enjoyed it. it Thank has you been so amazing. much. Yeah. You are exactly as we thought you would be. And thank you for your, for your generosity, especially sharing the mistakes. That yeah. is what our Hina property investors would like to hear. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Great thank stuff. You. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much, property magicians. Thank you, Mizo. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Thank you for listening, property magicians. My name is Vangile Makwakwa and I am your host on the show. I help people heal their ancestral money stories so that they can fall in love with their bank accounts, become financially free and live their best lives. So if you would love to increase your income or you'd love to pay off your debts and increase your savings, 
contact me. You can contact me on the Wealthy Money website at wealthy-money.com. Again, wealthy-money.com. Or you can email me at vangile at wealthy-money.com. Again, vangile at wealthy-money.com. Find me on Facebook on the Wealthy Money group or on the Wealthy Money page or find me on Twitter and Instagram as Vangile Makwakwa. Now over to my co-host. Thank you for listening. I am Dr. Miranda Prop Doc, Doc Mum on all the social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. I'm the host of Property Magicians podcast and I'm a property mentor. I mentor newbie property investors to help them to begin and to take action. Your journey into property investment begins with me from property registration, from property company registration to picking the correct strategy that suits where you are at. Find me on my inbox at Miranda at wealthy-money.com. Again, inbox me at Miranda at wealthymoney.com if you want me to help you start your property journey.